Hey everybody, hi, welcome to Tuesday's 15 Minute Rev. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Hope you're having a great week so far as we rev you up for the weekend. Or wait, rev you up for the week. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm only wishing it was the weekend, actually. Hope you guys are having a great week, though. Dr. Missy here. And um, a lot of things to talk about today, actually. I told you we're going to be coming by recording on Tuesdays. And so it's just to kind of give our people a break and um, just to kind of focus on some other things in the week as we get ready uh, for C2. It's coming up in April. Don't forget about that. Before we get started, though, I want to also give a shout out to Margaret Rowe. She's our sponsor. I want you to go check her out at margaretrowe.com. This is her book. It's called Through the Lens. You can also buy that, too. She and I just co-wrote a book together um, called Just a Conversation Away. I didn't put that up on here. I'll put that up on here next time. But thanking her uh, as well for Smack Talk Radio as well, too, uh, for helping us do what we do here at Ezekiel's Wheel. But go check out her stuff. She's a jewelry designer out in Hollywood. She is very, very busy right now getting ready for the Oscars. And so she styles the stars, does a lot of cool stuff. But we love her and we appreciate everything that she does. And so, Margaret, hope you're having a great day today. But thank you for helping us do what we do. So, Check her out, margaretrow.com, and she's got some beautiful stuff. You want to go look at it, Lord. So what's going on around you right now? What's what's happening in our atmosphere? Um, I am super encouraged, actually. I uh, Actually, I can tell that we're definitely entering into a different year. And, and, you know, if you think about it, this year we knew was going to be really, really different anyway because of where the nation's at and because of the influx of the witchcraft. And it's them or us. That's where we're at. And if you haven't been feeling a crescendoing, if you will, uh, in the spirit, um, then you're got your head in the sand. I'm being sincerely honest with you because there is a crescendoing taking place right now between the light and the darkness. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to overwhelm you to get you to quit and give up. And they're using every method they can possibly use to, to fatigue you, to tire you out without letting you in on the secret, but this is just a pre-trial run. This isn't the real deal. This is a time of God's power, not God's wrath. So can you imagine what it's going to be like then when we step into those moments? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, Dr. Missy, you're missing it. You're not hearing the Lord right. But I, I, I would beg to differ with you and I can prove you wrong. And I don't mean to try to sound like that. Forgive me for any pride behind that. I'm not trying to be prideful, but I can prove you wrong. In, in the respect, in, in a respectful way of saying, because how do you know what time it is? First of all, you need to be son and daughter of Issachar, but secondly, you also need to be tracking through God's heart. Thirdly, more importantly, the most important of the three, and forgive me again if that sounded prideful, I wasn't trying to sound like that at all, but I, I feel so confident in what I'm telling you and I'm excited about it because of where God's bringing me through. Um, and it is a time of God's power. That's Cat Kerr 2024, as well as other uh, other prophets who are actually walking through the door as well. But you should be getting endued with God's power right now. That means your prayer should be packing a punch and nothing's able to stop you. Nothing is able to stop you. If you're part of the bride, you're coming inside. And so a lot of people are like, well, is that me? Is, is that me? Is that going to happen for me? And um, I don't know. It's all about you doing what God's telling you to do. And the key um, is deliverance ministry. The key of deliverance is what's going to get you inside super double time fast because it does so much on so many different levels, super double time fast for you to get you into the presence of the king. 
So that's your key. And that's why I feel very confident telling you that thing. Um, I'm not trying to be arrogant at all. I just know I, I, the guns on my life are like kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. And we see God showing up in time left and right. And he's keeping us aligned. Um, and the other thing is, you know, I was listening. I'm going to start quoting some different speakers. Sharona 2024, if you didn't watch his sermon from Sunday, sermon part one, part two, you need to go check him out too. He's right on the money, right on the money. You need to go check out his sermon on Facebook. Uh, nine o'clock service is part one. The 11 o'clock service is part two. You want to check him out. He's a very accurate apostle. Um, and everything you prophesize comes to pass. That's something I'm looking forward to. Is what you're prophesying coming to pass? Because I'm not seeing this a lot in the body right now. And I think the body is giving some of these speakers a pass. They're giving them a pass when they're no more aligned with God in time with Psalms 33, 9. Uh, than the man on the moon and, and, and they're big names. They're big, big names. And um, no one's dogging you. No one's dogging them, but I am holding you accountable because if your words aren't coming to pass, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. And so this should be the things that we're looking at. If the words are coming to pass or not, if they're aligned in time and I'm finding very, very few leaders are aligned right now. They're not aligned and they're getting, they're getting ticked off. Matter of fact, I'll say it bluntly. They're getting PO'd because like, who are you to tell me? Who do you think you are? It's like, I'm nobody. But I can see from a distance that what you're speaking isn't going anywhere. It's not even lifting off the ground. And so it's because none of these people are getting cleaned up. And so that's the key to stepping in forth in time. And how do I know this too? Because a lot of these people have been really slime balls behind the scenes and they're coming after us and trying to steal the revelation that God's given us because they see the power in our lives. And it's like, well, you are a slime ball, aren't you? And so that's why God's coming after you and your power has been taken away. So this is the type of things that God is looking at. It's the lack of character today. He's like, why would I do you with power when you're not even doing what I say? That's why your words aren't going anywhere. Nothing, nothing's lifting off the ground for you. And so that's the elephant in the room. And so a lot of different leaders are like, you know, that's disrespectful, Dr. Missy. Well, no, it's not. I'm at the 11 o'clock hour. If you're coming across my path and you're watching this video, time's getting late for you. Prophets are placed at different hours on the clock. Do you understand that? Within the tribes, they're, they're, they're full. Each tribe is full of five full ministers. If it's a prophet, contingent upon where that prophet sits in time, where their tribe sits in time, is going to be contingent upon what the message is God's trying to tell you to force you to align. So if you're coming up on the 11 and 12 o'clock hour, time's getting late for you. That means prob probably God's tired of telling you something. He's tired of waiting for you to get into alignment. And so everything that these prophets are saying at the 11 o'clock hour now are coming true at 12 o'clock, especially 12 o'clock is judgment because you're supposed to be shot forth in time at 12 o'clock, not being stuck in the mud and the muck. So that's something to heed. But anyway, let's get back to the message for you today, because this is right where the church is at. And, you know, I kind of sense that, you know, okay, let me go here too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And, and Lord, just talk to me today. Isaiah 1.6, talk to your people. You know, I think I, I get the whole, I want to feel good. Tell me something encouraging. I'm overwhelmed. I get that. I totally get that mindset right now because I can see the inundation of uh, media. 
information overload and everybody's trying to find out because there's so much disinformation out there and nobody seems to know what's going on. Um, and that's because there's a fight going on in the background. So they're trying to keep that away from you to keep the masses from getting alarmed. Um, and I know that for a fact, um, I just see it by the spirit for one, but for two, I see it militarily, but there's a fight going on. There's a fight going on. And it says in the Bible, there'd be a fight over times and loss. That's the biggest thing. They're fighting with CERN. They're fighting with LDL Collider. And they've invited a lot of, uh, they've opened up demonic portals in your atmosphere through witchcraft, which might alarm some of you, and it should, um, through time, the last 20 or 30 years, to open up the, the atmosphere in the earth realm to demons, to attack Christians, to shut down, to take over and, and try to create the earth uh, uh, for the devil because he was cast down here. And so... But he fails to realize, and the devil fails to realize, and some of you even too, because you've give, been given dominion power. Genesis 1, I think, 2. And, um, but it's in the book of Genesis where God gave you dominion over the skies, over the birds, and over the beasts of the fields. And so God is looking for a pure, spotless bride who's going to come inside and, and operate in that dominion power. And we're seated beside him in heavenly places. But see, to, to look at the church, this is funny. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is interesting to me because I was just having this conversation with our with our teams yesterday um, about this grasshopper mentality. And I know we hear these terms we're like, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard that a million times before. No, 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 no. Stop and listen. Because you are what you see. You are what you see. If you see yourself as small, if you see yourself as somebody in the old by and by, if you see yourself as somebody um, in an old place in time, you're probably not going to align. So you have to begin to think like God thinks. You have to begin to get transformed and get rid of this crap on you and their mindsets by the spirit in your heart too. And, and let make room for God to come inside. See, God is the one that transforms things around you. Well, how, how does transformation happen? It happens from the inside out first. And as you get transformed inside, then your world becomes transformed outside. It's like a butterfly in a cocoon. Hence, Sharona 2024. Go listen to his message. That's what it was about yesterday. But I'm going to approach it from a different vantage point today. Um, what's it called today? What's the 15-minute rev called today? Um, the title for today's rev actually is called Demonic Political church systems imploding. They are imploding. They're imploding, thank God. Even though the message is old, we're tired of all messages right now. But this is what the toddler gave me. Uh, radical synergy. All systems returning back to God. And I thought, wow. I was like, really, God? But as I get into the message today, you're going to start seeing how he's going how he's doing it. And nothing can stop him. Acts 5.39, if something's of God, you can't stop it, which is why a lot of these buffoons, even the goofy the goofy fake church who tries to do these things, and I'm just going to call it what it is. You know what? I'm so tired of feeling like I have to cow down to these goofballs when they're the ones stuck in a lurch. And it's like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to be me because God loves me implicitly, just like he loves you. And the part of the best part of the message, and you'll hear it in Sharona 2024, because they're getting it. The, the preachers that are standing right now helping you to come through your door, they're getting the message and they're truly authentic. And they're like, you know, go blow. We don't care. Stay outside. Go sit outside with your bad self. We don't care because we're having a good time while you're being put on a shelf. So go figure it out, you know, with your arrogant self. But this is the 
place that we now find ourselves in where there are two streams flowing. There's the fake church. There's the real church. <clears throat> and there's the real and fake on all, all seven mountains. You're going to find the white hats and the black hats on all seven mountains. <clears throat> Pardon me, please. But there's a lot of spiritual confusion the past two weeks. A lot of disinformation, which tells me that witchcraft is uber high. And is also getting higher as we approach C2 in April. Pardon me. <clears throat> they don't like me talking to you. But it's it's going to be getting higher. And, and I've already been psychologically setting expectations for everybody. <clears throat> I'm going to do it for you too. As we approach C2. Because if you understand anything about C2. C2 is a time where the, the witchcraft gets really high. With a lot of strange fire. Because the summer is the summertime. For all their feasts. For all of their their festivals that they have where they release all this crap under the atmosphere. So you're going to have to have your game on this year. You're going to have to have your game on lest you get stuck in a rut and you don't draw near to the Lord. And this is going to be a tough year um, for some. <clears throat> Pardon me, unless you've been faithful and coming in and making room for God in past seasons, which I hope is you and what you've been doing. But it's going to be an interesting year. As we approach C2 in April, because you're going to have to get your focus on and focus on him so he can draw near. But things are beginning to get serious, um, whether you know it or not, because we're also at a dividing line in history. <clears throat> and it's, again, this is what I absolutely find amazing as well. And I saw this at the very beginning when I saw all these apostles and prophets, and I was like, I wanted to say, shut the blank up. If you can't say what God's saying, shut the hell up. Really, just shut up because your words have power. And they're thinking, who do you think you are? I'm telling you, you're off. You're off. You're all off, which is why the wiser prophets just kind of sit in the background. We're like, hmm. okay, let them say what they say. But we're not going to, I'm not going to put up with leaving this crap in the atmosphere. We're calling it all down every day. I'm not walking out your demonic reality with you. And some of you can say, who do you think you are? But you're trying to pray against me and none of your, none of your prayers are going through. So that tells me you don't have any firepower. Everything that God said has come true. So I believe him, not you. And I'm just like, I'm not walking out the one world government early. It's not time for him. It's not time for the devil. It's the time of God's power, not the time of God's wrath. And so I praise God he's not listening to you. And so a lot of these shows that a lot of you are listening to are a bunch of waste of time. And you're listening to them because it's familiar to you. It's all familiar. It's the old by and by. They're like, shut up, Dr. Missy. Who do you think you are? I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. There's not firepower there anymore. They have gotten misaligned. And it's going to be really hard on a lot of you when you start realizing what's coming through. I'll get, I'm getting ahead of myself. <clears throat> but times are getting very serious right now. Because those that have opposed the Lord are now seeing that he is very serious about what he told them to get cleaned up or else. It's the or else they should be worried about the or else. And, you know, let me tell you a little bit about that, because I was spending time with the Lord yesterday and I saw a vision of God's bride climbing up this huge green stalk. That was actually green and gold. And as we climbed, I began to see the fake church trying to climb up after me. 
And I thought, what in the heck? And But everything below me, everything ahead of me, first of all, was green and gold. Everything was climbing within was green and gold. It was fresh. It was brand new. But everything below me was black as these people were trying to catch up. And I thought, what is this? <clears throat> so I got kind of confused um, because everything that I was climbing through was alive. It was full of life. But then the Lord said this. He said, everybody that's trying to climb illegally, illegally, let me stress illegally, meaning you haven't gotten cleaned up from you. And then I saw a vision of these people climbing and where they were climbing to was dark. It was, it was in death. They were climbing into death because there's a way that seems right to a man, but it's in this death. So it doesn't matter how they try to chase you or how they try to chase the bride. They're going into a different pathway. They're climbing into death. They won't climb into life. They won't be able to follow you because God's got a standard for where he's taking you. And if they're not willing to keep the standard and adhere to what God's telling them to do, guess who's not coming through? So the Lord says, my bride <clears throat> is climbing into life because she's decided to come inside and follow my ways, my directions, which lead her back to the ancient of days. <clears throat> and which means you're also going to be men and women of integrity. You're not going to settle for this, this crap that we've seen. This crap where leaders have just like, do as I say and not as I do. They're men and women of integrity too. They're good for their words. They follow through. They don't make false promises to God. They're true and true. They're through, true, through, through and through. And so this is what God's bringing us back to. They're standard bears. Because God is tired of the crap. He's tired of all the crap these fake leaders have brought into his church and the crap that they've endued his sheep with. Instead of cleaning his sheep up, you've made a mess and you've made them even filthier, just like you. That's your heart condition. Hate me all you want. I'm going to say what he tells me to say. So, and this is what I've seen too. And these people today, by the way, these leaders today, I'm seeing a lot of from 25, 30 years ago. They're suffering with major health issues now. Major. A lot of them are hiding really major hidden sins. Pedophilia. It's very hidden. And they know how to use witchcraft to hide it. They layer it with rituals, laws, uh, uh, laws, rites, and ceremonies. Rituals, rites, and ceremonies. Thank you, God. It's done through innocent blood sacrifices. Halfway voodoo. Hashtag voodoo. Actually, they're mixing the holy with the unholy, like Saul used to do. Don't be so stupid. I think what's so hard for us to wrap our heads around is that we have put so much faith in man, so much faith in man, that we have forgotten who's who. And when God starts coming into the room, let me tell you, that gets my attention ASAP. PDQ, because I'm seeing the big guns show up and I'm seeing these people try to fight him. And I'm thinking, okay, if you think you're a match for him, knock yourself out. I'm, you're not fighting me. You're fighting him. Because if something, if someone's of God, you can't take them down. And so it's, they try to label us as arrogant. They try to label us as troublemakers or whatever it is. I don't even know what they're labeling us as actually, but it, it's this anger, this seething anger 
because they're actually titty babies because they're not getting their way and they're not fighting me. They're fighting him or people like me and see these new movers, the new movers that the problem in the church right now is nobody's talking about these things, which is what I hate about the church. They don't talk about the elephant in the room. They don't clean the, they don't clean people up. They don't clean themselves up because they don't want to be held accountable. And so when voices come in, they're like, oh, they're a troublemaker. Just discount them. And then they manipulate the masses and they keep them uh, within their sin. And so everybody gets penalized. You need to watch these things. If you're getting a check in your spirit, get out from underneath these people. If you're not being transformed radically, quickly, get out from underneath these people. If your seed is not bearing fruit within the ground, get out quickly. That means there's sin at the top. And you're just going through the motions. You should be reaping harvest immediately now. You should be reaping harvest that fast. That's how fast time is moving if you're aligned properly. And I think that a lot of people are so tired. They don't even care anymore, but you need to care. You need to stay connected. You need to stay focused, stay caring, and, and make sure that your, your seed is taking you somewhere. Your seed is a strategy. It's to keep you moving forth in the stream in time when life happens to you so you stay properly aligned. It is a strategy. And the key to it is Malachi 3.10, the very end of it where it says, and God will hold back the hand of the devourer. The front part is about you. God's That's great. That's fine. God wants to bless you. But God's more concerned with preserving you and getting you out and through. So, you know, it's interesting. I think because, you know, there's this way that seems right to the church because it's all they've ever known. But just because the way you've followed is all you've ever known doesn't mean your ways are of God. And we've talked about this a little bit, you know, for the last three or four or five years where God was preparing us saying, if you don't, if you don't align, if you don't get free, you're losing firepower. And here we are, here we are. And it's actually getting even more narrow as we come through. We've noticed it just three, four days ago. It narrowed again. It's narrowing. We're noticing the narrowing as we come through each month now. And, and, and he brings us up above it as we obey him. He brings us up above the witchcraft. And we noticed that too. We just got it yesterday. And I'm like, oh, this is absolutely amazing to me. Um, and and it, it just shuts it down. It shuts down the witchcraft like that. And so it's fascinating. I'm getting way ahead of myself. And I... I, I apologize to you, but you know, how do I know this? How do I know this? Dr. Moore said, how do I know this? Um, again, because if your life isn't being radically transformed, especially in this hour, um, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. You should be getting free from the voices you're listening to. The anointing is there. They should be focusing on a lot of deliverance. They should be having breakout sessions or what have you. I don't know what their process is. I'm not going to tell people how to run the church. That's not my business. But there should be uh, deliverance ministries that should become mainstream. That's going to become mainstream very, very soon, if not, because they're going to find out that it's a need in order to come through because they're going to be so powerless. These voices are going to become so powerless. They're going to be like, what do I have to do, God? What do I have to do? So this is where we're heading into. If they're not already there, but that's what you should be ahead of the eight ball with front runner. If that's what you want to do and, and getting free, getting as cleaned up as you possibly can. Every time you meet, that's a strategy too. get cleaned up. Every time you meet, it keeps you way ahead of the eight ball and you just keep, you just fly right on through it. And it makes life so much easier. Good Lord. So 
your life at this point should be uh, changing so fast that it shocks you because so many of us can barely keep up if you want to know the truth. Um, and, and God has sped up time to get us somewhere very, very fast. He's doing it to bring us out of the old by and by, but also for our protection. And again, the only key into the new is to get rid of you, your grave clothes, your flesh, so you can make room for God. You're making room for his presence. So he can't dwell where your flesh is. He's trying to get you out of being earthbound into his spirit. Like the men in white linen. Now check this out. Check that word I just said. Check out the word I just said. The men in white linen. Well, you're a cloud of witnesses. How do you think you're going to be caught up? I'm not talking about the rapture. <clears throat> That's not what I'm talking about. I thought that too. <laughs> I did. I thought, what? What? God? I don't even say that to me. How do you think you're going to get caught up? This is the definition of being caught up. To be caught up in something is to be caught up in the light or in the darkness. The definition is so involved. It means this, to be so involved in an activity that you don't even notice other things. That's what being caught up means. Now that has worked two ways in this hour. <clears throat> and, notice, and it's because the enemy meant for it to operate this way. But so did God, by the way. And I, I believe it was God's authority that allowed it to happen this way. Because he wanted to see how well we were tracking if we would seek a thing out like a king. It's it's the blessing of a king to seek a secret out, to seek a secret out, right? So when we notice that things aren't going the right way, then we have to seek out the king of kings to find out what he has to say. So if you know anything about God and about the times we live in, and there are certain voices now that have a different frequency. They have a different message. They have a different uh, thing that God's trying to say. And it's kind of thrown the church that's stuck in the old by and by off. I mean, they're totally throwing them off, but they notice the firepower and they hear the Lord in us. They're like, I don't know what it is, but I just, it just, it's just hard to wrap my head around. And I'd have to agree with you. It, it's hard for me too sometimes. And, and But you, that's part of the trust test that we stepped into four or five years ago when God says, I'm taking these four people groups through and only one made it through. So now we're stuck with two different types of group. One is aligned with God. The other one is not. Those are the only two choices you have, but being caught up in something and to be caught up in the right something for the first. This is what that means to you. Be because of the synergy being created by the true front runners moving through time in the sour. As we're led by God to move through time, God is drawing his presence so near. And as he draws near and we keep moving in him, we're being used to create a power, <clears throat> a synergy, a momentum to get the body caught back up to where they should have always been. So, okay, listen to that. Listen to that, first of all, to where they should have always been. So whatever level of the mountain that you reside in, now that doesn't mean you're going to get caught right back up. I don't, I don't, I don't think it means to get caught right back up to where you think you want to be or where you think everybody else is, but I could be wrong. I have to say that too. I could be wrong about that because if he's saying that's exactly what he said to me to where they should have always been. Um, caught back up to where they have always or should have always been. 
And then he said the scripture, because God's no respecter of men, what he does for one, he does for all. So I'm curious now, because we're on such different spiritual pages, if that means, because I don't know this. This is what I just he said to me today. If it means that you're just going to move higher up the mountain to where you're in a better place, even though you're in a different level, a spiritual level, or if he's just going to have mercy on these people and move them up into the same place. I don't know. My guess, let me tell you this, because if God is a standard bearer and God is true to himself, his word, I believe God has mercy, but he also demands a certain thing. He has a certain standard by which he calls us to operate in. Okay. So yeah, he's merciful. But if you think about the five virgins who didn't make it inside because they didn't have new wine. So how are you going to enter in if you haven't done the first thing God told you to do? So that's my question for the Lord. And I'm still seeking him about that too. But um, so there are standards now you have to adhere to in order to become part of the bride. And, and God's very serious about it. You'll see in the rest of this message today. He's very, very serious about it. And I know that sounds contradictive, but I haven't finished seeking him out about that yet. But the one thing I do know that he said is if you are going to come inside, you're going to do what I've asked you to do. You're going to get free from you. You're going to let me put my finger on some things in you. And you're going to start changing and choosing to change and be changed if you want to come on through. So that's that's my that's my biggest thing. Um, again, I'm still seeking him about that, but he's apparently is making us like the men in white linen. You will understand this when I get further into this conversation. So the vine that I was talking about before, the stalk that I was seeing, the black part, were the tares and the people who have never known God. Okay, so God is pointing out again who's who, unless they came into Christ. Again, they're climbing into death. They're not climbing into life. Um, religious people are probably going to have the hardest time in this place uh, because this synergy is going to force them all out of their bubble realities. That's what I really sense is going to happen. That's why they're not going to be prepared that's why, and it's also why I don't feel like they're coming up to the same level. Is when God said that, He said they're coming out of their bubble realities or being forced out through shock, which is really what I think He's trying to keep from happening to them. Um, and, and it's because people have you ever noticed that people, when you tell them the truth about something after years of living a lie, they're absolutely in shock for a while. And some never, they never, they never overcome, they get stuck there. Because it was so shocking to their heart. And so this is what God, I think, is trying to avoid. He's trying to gradually get us out in out of our old, out of the old by and by. I'm not there, but a lot of people are out of the old by and by to where they don't, they don't hit this shocking place when he decides to break their bubble. So at that point, they're gonna have to choose who they're gonna serve because not everybody meant to get caught up in that demonic system or that demonic reality. That's what they're walking in right now is a demonic reality <clears throat> that was created around them by men. Doctrines of demons, traditions of men. So Leviticus, this brings us to Leviticus 20, 20 through Leviticus 20, 22 through 22, 16, excuse me. And it's talking about being, it being a privilege to serve the king. It's a privilege to serve God. And 
how these people who have been in it for a long time, and I can see how it happens, especially as a leader, I can see that because I, you get in your routine and you're trying to get things done and nobody knows about the warfare on this end and about the, the, the under grimy part of uh, the church that, that, is, that goes on. And, it, and God, that's what he's dealing with right now is the underbelly part of the church that God has been seeing for years. And he's tired of that. He's, he's t- cleaning it up. He's absolutely demanding it to be cleaned up. If you're going to represent him, there's got to be a standard bear. There's got to be standards within the church. And that means you're not going to let Jezebel in. You're going to be dealing with Jezebel up and around you. You're going to be getting these people out and getting them deliverance too, as well as yourself too. But if our nation or nations around the world have are going to be sanctified, the leaders have to set the example. That's what God is saying. The leaders have to set the example first, which is why God is removing so many bad leaders in this hour from all seven mountains. He's not allowing them to stay. Um, and we're seeing that as the crescendo starts to take place. And, and many on the church mountain, the Lord says, are so full of themselves and so full of pride that they think they're going to tell God what he's going to do. But what they're finding is that God's not impressed with their familiarity or their lack of gratitude. He could care less what they think. And hence, God has drawn back his power, leaving them helpless to tell him anything in this hour. Because if you notice, and I was shocked when I heard those words, he said, they think that they're going to tell me what to do. The Lord says, no, I'm telling you how to come through. You don't tell me anything, says the Lord, nor my people who I'm using in this hour, which includes my truth prophets too. So while God allows their fake prophetic words to come crashing down, so all the world can see exactly who they are and those they hang around because light draws light. There is a fake arrogance and a pride within them. So you're going to know this by their anger. What, what is anger a symptom of? Anger is a symptom of fear. The root of it is fear. What are you afraid of? Of being found out? Because a lot of them have taken on the attitude, and I think they've tried to label it as, oh, no, we just, we've been, we've been redeemed. We're not that same person anymore. That's, that's great. That's fine. But don't act like, you know, you're judging everybody else and you have this, you have worse sins than they've got. And it's like, that's, that's hypocrisy at its best. And God's like, that's that's living in the old by and by. I'm not, I'm not tolerating that, says the Lord. And so, matter of fact, we're not supposed to be judging anybody. Matthew 7, 12, judge not lest you be judged. So what they're finding is that God is pulling and is displaying their arrogance and their pride within these fake leaders now that they're actually uh, not even deserving of maintaining the position where God has purposefully began tearing them down to show them who is really king. And who has the right to say anything? Because if you listen to God, if you're listening to the king, you're seeking him about a thing, but you're also obeying him. Obedience is better than sacrifice. What's the what's the meaning of that? Obedience is better than sacrifice means that when God tells us to do a thing, we do what makes us feel comfortable instead of doing the actual thing God told us and commanded us to do. And this is what's happened in the past within so many different churches and leaders because they're doing what makes them feel comfortable, which would have, I mean, which hinders them from coming through. And so what happens then is they're the ones getting stuck in this big rut and they're getting their people stuck with them. And so God's like, no, you didn't do what I asked of you. 
Hence, I can't use you in this hour because you've gotten everybody stuck with you. So Lord Lord is saying this. You can come kicking and screaming or you can just come in. Or you can come. Not, not come in. Come. You can just come in. Uh, but if you do, you're going to come in on my terms and not the ones you're telling me to do. Which takes humility in order for you to come through. It's bowing low before the king and realizing who's who. For the bride, as God cleans you up, you're going to find that many will be manifesting around you. You're probably already experiencing it. I know I am. And these are those that are stuck in their grave clothes in the outer courts, just like the Bible said that they would do. It's called the gnashing of teeth. They're in the outer courts. And, you know, have you noticed, too, that those that are doing this, they're twisting the truth. They can't see like you do because God has changed your holy reality. Your perception has been changed to think like Jesus thinks. That means you're coming on through. That's the great news for you. So that's why you're not seeing the same way. You're on different spiritual pages as those who have got stuck in their own ways. So this is the difference in how you're able to differentiate those things. And so different spiritual pages. So if people aren't getting you or they seem like they're twisting the truth, it's because they've gotten behind in time and are getting left behind while you're getting caught up in God's power and his new synergy. Hallelujah. And so God said those that oppose are caught up in the foreign gods, the little G's of the world where they got caught up in the world system because they thought more of man. So they didn't enter in and because God demands to be God where he's in command. So it's funny, you know, it's funny to me how man makes excuses for his transgressions. But when he sees he's in digression, how he's so apt to use God. He runs, oh, God, God, I messed up. And which I guess is what we should do in that sense, but not for the sake of expecting God to fix your own disobedience when you're going to do it again. Not this time, says the Lord. That's not going to help you this time. Um, because God is now telling you that you should be paying attention or should have been paying attention to him the whole time instead of the world system, which is what got you caught up to begin with. So God's dealing with then the, the, the defective priest. He's dealing with the, the people who refuse to get cleaned up. They're, they're mixing the holy with the unholy. <clears throat> and so in this season, I sense God saying, hallowed be your name. And he's telling us, don't ever profane my name. Not nor my sanctuary, because holy men must minister in holy courts if we're going to be on the same spiritual page, says the Lord. And also don't profane your posterity, your posterity, excuse me. Because God is looking for leaders who are blameless and faultless, not defiled by unclean things, or not touching clean things because when they are when they're filthy, not touching the clean things of God, because this insults the king. This insults God. So when God said he was coming back for a pure, spotless bride, Lord, can I go there? You're bringing that up in my spirit again. Okay, so let me bring this back up again. The Lord's bringing this back up in my spirit. When God was, what he means by that, not touching clean things, you know, 
everybody, there are levels of transgression. You get that right. And there are levels of consequence. You get that? Sin is still sin, but there are still levels and degrees that God um, looks at these things with. And my experience has been, and what I'm seeing right now in the body is that we have these transgressors and leaders who are operating in these heinous things. And then they have the audacity to call out everybody else around them. And it's like, you're looking at well, the way I speak or the way I talk on here or the way I'm addressing you. And I'm not calling you out by name, but because I'm not going to do that. That's that's inappropriate. But but then you're into heinous things like child sex trafficking or pedophilia, homosexuality, which actually, <laughs> I mean, come on. What a hypocrisy. And so it's like, do as I say and not as I do mentality. And God's like, I'm tired of this. I want it all cleaned up. And, and I'm holding everybody to force you out of the mud of the muck. And so everybody's going to be held to the same standard. And you're going to get cleaned up and you're going to do these things that I'm asking you to do. And you're going to grow up or you're going to be left outside. It's just that simple. He's not leaving us in this way where we think we're all going to uh, do what we want to do. And he's just going to move on and it's still going to be okay. And so it's not that time anymore. So Mark 9, 1 through 29 it's speaking of the bride's glory in Christ. And if you know anything about glory, um, first of all, glory comes out of suffering where God begins to crush us for the sake of redemption, developing new wine. Can I go back there? Why do you keep taking me back there? Um, okay. Lord said to this for some of you big leaders too, who keep trying to say, but I know this about you and I know that this is something God hates too is these big leaders, and this is the problem in the church too, where you use your fivefold giftings to look into other people's lives and you may see some things they haven't been delivered of yet. But see, God's if something's up, God, you can't stop it. And so you may catch somebody in the beginnings of their journey with Christ and God's still got them in a transformation process. And God's like, you keep your eyes off them, keep your mouth off them too, because I want you to focus on you. And, and if you're not their leader, if you're not the person they've submitted to, then especially keep your mouth shut because you don't have any say so in what they do. Nothing. They're not accountable to you. And so God's saying that too. And that's the problem with, I think, online media is we have to be careful about that. That's why I'm not calling out anybody's names. That's just, it's in a professional. But the new place that the bride finds herself in is Mark 9, 1 through 29 where the bride's glory in Christ is being established in this hour. And so glory comes out of suffering. Thank you, God. I see you going back to that again. Um, and um, you're going to see the difference right now because they're, again, the two people groups. And we have one who don't want to go through the, they don't want to go through the suffering of Christ. They feel entitled. They're having an entitled mentality. And what is that too, God, that you were just saying to me? Um, and it's a very, it's a, it's a corrupt political system that's gotten uh, taken, they've taken on by the world and it's in all seven mountains and God is crushing that corrupt system right now. He's tired of the corruption and the way that it has corrupted his people. And that's why he's saying, come out from amongst them, Abraham, let me clean you up again and let me make you what I meant for you to operate within so that you can come all the way in as my bride. If you're truly mine, says the Lord. Going back to suffering, then if you're going to come inside 
you're going to have to accept and prepare yourself mentally that glory comes out of suffering. And it's where God begins to crush us for the sake of redemption, developing new wine. So the first, first the suffering, then the glory. And that's when you come inside. And we see this when it occurred in first Peter, where Peter challenged the Lord when he was trying to get to the cross. And he said, no, 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 you can't hang on the cross. You can't go through suffering. But if you don't allow the suffering process to occur, then you are not going to ever attain God's glory. That's where resurrection happens for us. And what a wonderful indicator of what's happening in the bride's life in this hour. Because <clears throat> all of them are being endued with God's firepower. Sorry. But have you noticed the firepower in the past two months? And I'm telling you, man, it's like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I've, I've, I've been walking with Christ since I was eight years old. And, and I walked away for about five years, but <clears throat> came back. But I never thought I'd see anything like this. Not in my whole life. I mean, it's amazing to me. But the Lord's saying, if you want to continue walking with me, you're going to have to neglect. Uh, you're going to have to deny <clears throat> your, your lust of your flesh. And you're going to have to obtain spiritual discipline again. Well, you'll lose it. The Lord says you'll lose it. Because it takes discipline to enter in and to keep walking with me as I take you through glory and glory again and again and again. And so it's why God's observing our discipline to do all the things he's saying to do in this hour. It's like, have you ever felt like, like you were in a constant test? Because I sure do. Um, thinking, is this ever going to finish where I get to rest? Not until you get there. We have to get to our there first. And so God is trying to figure out too, who is serious about Wanting to dwell with him there. And if you're not, if you're just a sluggard, you just want to, yeah, let somebody else do that. Then you get what you get. But pardon me, in this new, in this hour, God's doing a new thing. And so if you want to enter in, you're either going to get cleaned up and you're going to maintain discipline, or again, you get what you get because the obedient obtain the kingdom of God. And it's arriving in great power. It's the time of power, not the time of God's wrath. That's Kerr 2024. <clears throat> so it's why we're beginning to see great transformation if you're part of the bride. It's all around us with many who are on the outside and God can't use them. They aren't even his half of them. And so they've either sold out to the world or to Jezebel. So they've gotten caught up in hell and they've become demonically aligned because they either don't know God or they've gotten caught up and the demonic witchcraft systems around them. Remember when I told you, what are you caught up in? What are you caught up in? Because witchcraft is very subtle. It's very, very subtle. And so it was hard to discern unless you were really paying attention to what was operating around you and when things were starting to get off. And that usually comes, I want to say too, with exhaustion because the enemy always hits you when you're, when you're, uh, you never get too, what do they say? Halt. Never get too hungry. Never get too angry. Never get too lonely. Never get too tired. <clears throat> Which is why we need accountability. But uh, going back again, guys, um, if you know anything about this passage, um, with it's the passage of uh, Mark 9, 1 through 29. Go read it. And I hadn't read it yet, and God made me go back and read it, but it's the passage about when Jesus took a few of his disciples up on the mountain where he himself became an example 
in his appearance and in his clothing of transformation power, where he was changed into this dazzling white light and he became synergized with God's power. And, and then Elijah and Moses showed up. They showed up and they began talking to him because they too, and he did it. He allowed them to show up to, he allowed Moses and Elijah to show up to prove to those around him that they too went through transformation process of suffering. And they too had been endued with great power <clears throat> for their own hours to do what God had called them to do. And if you notice that the, the amount of people back then were very, very few. There was Enoch, there was Elijah, there was Moses. I mean, and so very, very few went through that transformation process. And then God allowed his disciples to see who was who Jesus was becoming by giving them the opportunity to choose if they too <clears throat> would go through the same process in order to enter in the kingdom like he told them they could do. You know, many are called, but few are chosen. And everybody thinks, oh, God's no respect to persons. Don't get that twisted. Don't get that twisted. God's true to his word. He honors what he says. And so he's making the pathway very clear to us today. He's saying, you do, if you do this, you're going to get this. If you don't do this, you're going to get this. There are two pathways. Now there's a pathway of lightness and pathway of darkness. And so you choose which one you want to enter into. You're either climbing the, the mountain into life or you're climbing into death. <clears throat> so in this season, you know, and it's funny too, because my conversation prior about the church, it, it might have seemed convoluted to some of you. And I think it's because I don't have all the answers for one, but for two, I do know what God has shown me here. And I think he's made that perfectly clear about what, what it's going to take for us to draw near. And so <clears throat> for the religious, the religious are going to pick it apart. That's a spirit of criticalness. I expect that. That's that's they just they're just being true to who they are. And so keep on serving the devil. That's what you do. But this is the reason the dead church, the fake church, isn't getting a lot of you as the bride. They're not getting it. You're on a different spiritual page. And it's because to them, they think they have all they need, but those filled with corruption. They didn't see the holy seed that God's planted into you or into the front runners to the bride, the ones who chose to believe. And, and so they're becoming, we're becoming endued with God's power. And I say that because it's him doing it, not me. I'm just obeying what he's telling me to do. And so now we're beginning to see who's who, but they're getting fearful because they know they're either not gods. Let me stress that they're not gods or they've been left behind. And I saw a vision <clears throat> last week of the front runners, the true bride, was in this beautiful sailboat with the Lord. And they were all in white linen. And the Lord was at our side. And he was blowing into our sails. And then I saw all these big names in this old ship on the side of the port. And they were stuck on the dock. And they were in their grave clothes. And they were shaking their fists. Fists at us. And I thought, huh. But I wasn't upset about that. I wasn't focused on that. I was just focused on where God was taking me. And, and I think that's part of our reality right now. We're just focused on getting into where God wants us to be. And so in this season, what God is saying right now to a lot of us, to a lot of you even, even to the ones who've maybe gotten stuck, um, he's inviting everyone to come in. And he's saying, will you, will you come on through 
when you rise from the dead. What and what do you think he meant by that? He meant, will you arise in me and in my power to be a part of the bride while I bring you inside into resurrection power to become who I always meant for you to be out of this superficiality and into true authenticity and the truest sense of you. Only God knows you and only through him can you find out who you are in him. That's Sharona 2024, part one and part two. Go listen. It's on Facebook. But to me, the only people arguing with God in this hour are the religious. And they're just doing what they've always done. They did it to Jesus back then. They're doing it to you again. So why listen to them? Keep coming inside, blow them off. Who cares? It doesn't matter. They're stuck on the boat docks now. As we wrap up with Psalms 43, 1 through 5, and it says, don't let demonic voices into your spiritual atmospheres. Don't do it. Don't even let them. If you know who they are, and they're already making themselves known to you. And by the way, they're going to be drawn to the new anointing on you. And what it represents, pardon me, is people stuck in their flesh. And people stuck in their flesh always have something to say, by the way. They always do. Um, And the devil will always use them to get into in your spiritual way. He will always do that because if they can plant doubt in your ear, by the way, the enemy's coming at your, your faith and at your belief right now. They're trying to keep you from drawing near and the enemy, the occult is honing in on those things too. So you're going to have to be breaking off the witchcraft, off your gifts, off your faith, hope, doubt, belief, confidence too. break it all off daily. Keep it off of you. So you keep coming right on through. And you keep God, you keep time with God. And, and so, especially if you're successful at climbing, because honestly, those that have gotten left behind are really, really angry. This is why they're angry. You know why you're, the, you know, want to know why they're angry? They're angry because you won't stay as dysfunctional as they've chosen to stay. They're angry because you chose to climb on without them. You betrayed them. How? You lazy oafs? How? Good Lord. The selfishness of people amazes me these days. Like, if I can't have it, neither can you. Me, 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 me. Oh, shut up. Get off your butt and do something about it. Nobody can walk your walk for you. It's because they refuse to take responsibility for not doing what God called them to do. And then they want to steal it, what God has given to me and you. And it's like, get off your ass, donkey, and do it. Do what he told you to do. If you know anybody that rides an ass, donkeys are slow. They're slow to grow. That's why people like to ride champion horses, because they get you where you need to go. So I'm going to tell you, tell them, go blow. Who cares? These people didn't pay the price that God placed us into. Through our testings. Nor did they go through our suffering and testings. Which is insulting to God. Not to mention to me. And people like me. Because they're too lazy. Wanting what everybody else has. And they want them to do their work for them. That's a spirit of entitlement by the way. Nobody owes you anything but to love you in this life. So you might as well come to grips with that. God's looking for a. Hard-working bride. 
not a lazy bride. And you know, this spirit of entitlement, <clears throat> it's amazing. It doesn't surprise me either because it's hit the masses. But in this season, God's demanding people to get off their asses. Woo! There you go. <laughs> I said it. Told you I was going to be authentic today. I'm not holding back anymore. I'm just going to tell you what the Lord's saying. And if you're going to learn to stand back up the way God meant for you to and get out of the witchcraft and the muck and the mud, then God's He's saying, you're going to do what I, I say and quit doing as you do. Because God's not going to walk your walk for you, nor is he going to allow you to sit back on your laurels while others are doing what he told them to. So you have no one to blame but yourself if you're choosing to stay that way, if you're choosing not to deal with you. You have no one to blame but you. Isn't it time to get honest? Because it sure would bring you to a much better place than where a lot of you have chosen to reside within. And the naysayers will always whisper foolish things like, where's your God? Where's your God? You want to know why they're saying that to you? They want you to stay as stuck as they are. And, and so I'm going to tell you all you endued vessels out there, say this back to them. Say, say, well, let me show you. Let me show you. While God unloads your cannons, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. And they watch God bless you. He's setting up a banqueting table for your enemies to see you for who he made you to be in record time. But I'm going to say to all you people out there, be careful who you put your mouth on in this hour. You don't know who's who. And what I'm finding is the closer a vessel dwells with the Lord, you can offend him too. And you'll knock yourself right. He will knock you right on down the mountain. Right on yourself, right off on yourself, righteous self. He'll knock you right off your donkey. <laughs> there you go. Okay. On to Proverbs 10, 18. Here we go. This is what it says. He that hideth hatred with lying lips and he that uttereth a slandered is a fool. He that basically hides their hatred by lies. They try to slander the people who are doing what God's told them to do. They're just revealing who they really are. And God already saw it too. So it doesn't really matter. Shouldn't matter to you either, Brian. But <clears throat> this is what the fake church is going through right now because they've lost firepower. Just like God said would happen. But don't let that be you. Anyway, hope you're encouraged today. I'm Dr. Missy. Uh, I hope that this finds you doing exceedingly well. And uh, I hope that you have a great rest of your day as we try to help you get through into Friday. But until I see you again, guys, go have yourself a great Tuesday. Again, we'll look forward to talking with you live on Friday. And until we talk, you be blessed. Love you.